Live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and the man from Mars, business and life coach Brian Wood, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning. It's still morning right now. Um, today we have Jennifer Johnson as my co-host. Brian is still missing, and I think we'll be missing for a while. Actually got called into work, and... Um, his hours is not a letting letting him come back on the show. So the work thing, huh? I know. I know. Right? Yeah, money. That whole work thing gets in the way. I know. <laughs> totally. We also have uh, Julie Jones here today and uh, Reverend Richard Mirage, who is dazzled by our sign. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, we also lost a friend um, last week, and I just wanted to um, dedicate a moment to her. Um, she was the producer of the show and um, got to love her and know her well. And I know Jennifer Johnson she also was, awesome. was there for us. And um, Wendy, you are a mist, and uh, we love you. And um, that's all I can say. Um, okay, so today <clears throat> we're going to cover something that's um, kind of, I think, never really learned. And it's almost that conscious awareness of living. And um, I know that's something that you and I have talked about as well, Jennifer. Oh, we yeah. talked about just being conscious, living, and um, from the inside out, really. Absolutely, yes. And we got to experience a wonderful event with you this weekend. Too, we did. It was so much fun. Appreciate, celebrate, in, and eat. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. We did a customer appreciation day. And even though we picked Memorial Day without really, re- the day before Memorial Day and a three-day weekend without really realizing that's what we were doing, mm-hmm. we still had a fantastic turnout. And, you know, the wonderful thing, Elisa, is that on yesterday and today I got tons of emails, probably 32 emails, I think, just saying, uh, sorry we couldn't make, sorry we couldn't be there. Hope you had a great event. Please invite us to the next one. You're really loved. I did a couple of the calls actually finding out who was available and the few people that were out of town really just were sad. They were like, oh, invite me to the next one. I love her, and it was just really sweet how they really appreciate you. I love my people. Yeah. And we had some great food. Oh, yeah. Went by fast. It did. Yeah. It did. Lots of great conversations, too. Absolutely, yes. That's my thing. Eco-conscious organic chef. Mm -hmm. And we also have Julie Jones today. Okay, so I've known Julie for probably about five six years met through the whole social media networking um julie is just amazing i've seen her blossom i have never seen her have a bad day (laughs) like there is no way julie has a bad day that's fantastic and i was at her wedding get this it was a halloween theme oh how awesome best funnest amazing wedding i've ever been to and just an amazing man you married and to see you on facebook now and reconnect with you. I was just so excited when you said yes to coming on the show. So thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure mm-hmm. to be here. I'm really excited. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've even been skydiving. You did some, I don't say bodybuilding, but figure like 
Yes, yeah, uh, a few years ago, the body. Yeah, yeah, I did a, a, a <laughs> bikini competition, my first one at the age of 46, and that was exciting. And uh, just this past weekend, went on a hot air balloon ride, um, the largest one in the North America. It holds up to 28 people, so that was really fun. I mean, I'm just all about like getting out you there. 28 people. 28 people. It is the largest balloon in North America. I Were was you act- like scrunched together? Do you have no. room to move around? Well, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, I should say, um, it holds 28. There were supposed to be 20, and only 18 showed up. So well, you know, we weren't, room. yeah. So we weren't right on top of each other. Be I've been in an elevator when it says it's close to the maximum amount of people, and I'm going, oh, please let me out. Yeah. <laughs> this hot air balloon like dwarfs anything. I mean, if you saw the pictures on my Facebook page, and we actually got a chance to go into the balloon itself and take a oh, picture. Fantastic! I was, I was just unbelievable. It was so exciting. How long was the ride? We were up in the air probably for close to an hour, just because depending on wind and everything else. It's one of those things where the pilot has to decide how we're going to land. And if the winds are shifting and it's not going to be a safe landing, then until we're ready to land. I love hot air balloons, but I've never been up in one. That's one of my bucket list items. But I know one of my girlfriends had done it, and she said that, you know, they got called off like three or four times before they had the right weather to be able to go up. Do they still, because this balloon is so big, do they still have that ability? Mm -hmm. They do, because actually one of the women who joined us, um, it was her third attempt as well. So, you know, before we even launch, they release, it's kind of an interesting process, they release a balloon in the air so that the pilot can see where the wind is taking that helium balloon. And then from there they make the um, uh, designation as to where we're going to actually take off because they will, they will attempt like two or three different spots before they finally make a decision. And if, you know, wind isn't correct or isn't right they're not going to take the chance of bringing people up in the yeah, air yeah i'd so much rather that yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> wow. because you can do I, a picnic up in the air like that that would be fun you know people have asked people to marry them in, in those types of situations well then there is a champagne breakfast afterwards oh so, well yeah. how could you go wrong yeah, with you know, hot <laughs> air balloon champagne breakfast that was awesome <laughs> that sounds like fun we're gonna have to try that absolutely maybe the next time we record it'll be up in the air <laughs> you'll come right the record for us all right (laughs) so what did you get to do reverend this weekend anything exciting um i worked this weekend what was the topic i missed it because we were partying what was the topic that's a really really good question we never look back (laughs) see no one everyone's done i'm already thinking about tonight's talk oh it's tonight's uh, talk and tomorrow what's tonight tonight's talk is about our relationship with money it's a class on prosperity and then tomorrow night is about spring cleaning our relationships. Oh so um, Both fantastic yeah. topics. Oh. You know how many people have a struggle with their relationship with money. Right. And cleaning. Well, cleaning, yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and cleaning. That's why I have a housekeeper. Yep. Or I remember what Sunday was about. Oh, you do? It was, about, it was called the War of Art. It was about oh. how resistance stops us uh, from being more creative and really living the life we're called to live and becoming the person uh, we are uh, called to be. It's amazing with resistance. The things we tend to resist in life are actually the things that are good for us. Right. You know, we resist so going to true. the gym. You know, we, we resist, resist starting healthy. our own business. Yeah, we yeah. Resist, uh, resist being honest and, and intimate and authentic in relationships. You know, we uh, resist things that we really want. It's a kind of a self-sabotage. And yet our soul is calling us to create, to express, to expand, Exactly, because fear. Yeah. So uh, fear can really really do a number on us and it's really us doing a number on ourselves so it's 
getting to a place where we open ourselves to release that fear and just allow the magnificence in us to, to come forth. I listened to uh, um, uh, something on Friday where they talked about fear and how you have 40,000 um, things that are processed by your subconscious every second, and you have 40 things that are processed by your conscious every second, and that fear is built into your subconscious and how you have to not, not listen to politics and um, things that make you negative and, and so on in order to make sure you keep that out of your, you keep that out of your brain. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's all an inside job. I mean, all of the works that really transform and improve our lives, sometimes we, have, we think it's the outer work, outer effort, who you know. But the truth is it's a, it, the transformation that comes from within ourselves. Right, because when you're more authentic with people, people are more attracted to you. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the, 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 the greatest spiritual skills there is, is is letting go. It is releasing the fears, releasing our anxieties or our beliefs in lack or feelings of unworthiness. And human beings tend to want to hold on, like when we're scared. And so the whole idea of letting go is a bit vulnerable and terrifies us, yet letting go is actually one of the most liberating, freeing, and it opens ourselves to inspiration and ideas and creativity because uh, so holding true. on kind of shuts us down, but letting go opens us up to possibilities and inspiration. So, hmm. Do you have reminders that keeps you moving forward in that direction? Every single day I <laughs> run into things. I think we're all as human beings always holding on and getting caught up in the appearance. So I just have a, a regular practice of meditation and quieting the mind and practicing letting go and releasing on a, on a daily basis. I mean, in the same way we brush our teeth or take a shower to cleanse off the dirt, there are emotional and mental things we pick up every day, little anxieties or frustrations or hurts. And having a regular practice of quieting the mind and a practice of releasing and surrendering the, to those things daily, I think keeps me more open, more aware, and more conscious because the more we're not aware of those things, they tend to build up a bit of a wall. Right, right. And we're not fully engaged in life. And then all of a sudden it's like there and you just can't, you have a hard time, harder time getting past it, yeah? Right. I agree with you totally on meditation because since I've incorporated it, it really helps. But a lot of people feel like meditation has to be like an hour where you sit still and you be quiet and your mind is still going. And it's just so not that. It's just, I wouldn't mind an hour of meditation. Well, I'd love since being an adult. You remember when kids, right? You get send, kids, send your kids to the room, right? I would love as an adult yeah. for somebody to send I'm me going my to room time and take out. away my toys. <laughs> I put myself in time out all the time. That's good. That's great. How about you, Julie? Do you do some meditation? I do. And there is um, a lot of what you said. It's the, it's the surrendering. It really truly is. I think that, you know, our minds are always going like a million miles an hour. And it's, and you know, and I admit it, I'm a squirrel. You know, like shiny object, shiny object, shiny object. However, it's like, you know, doing the meditation and just really be, being focused and more present. I think that that's what meditation helps you is is really to be more present. And to your point in regards to how people feel the need to have it look a certain way, I mean, it just can be simply something just as like taking a minute and focusing in on your breathing. And you would be surprised at being cognizant of how you are breathing is really such a form of meditation. Another form of meditation that I encourage people to do, and you talked about the time out, however, it's finding something you love to do like when i love to create mosaic and when i am in that place and in in that space creating my mind relaxes it releases it allows me to be more focused in 
and I'm not giving so much thought to all the stress and all the anxiety and everything else that can be going on on a day-to-day basis. So I really truly encourage finding something you love to do and that could be something even as simple as going on a hike by yourself and just really taking in all the beauty you know that the world has to offer. I love that you mentioned that because I think meditation can come in so many different forms. Yesterday we had a little get together at my place and we broke out the games and that is probably my favorite way to meditate because I have to be in the moment if I have any opportunity to win and it is we actually played um, headbands have you seen those no you put this sign on your forehead and then you have to guess with your teammates oh it's it's hilarious it sounds like fun. It's, Might be it's something really I feel like's coming on. You should. Well, well, <laughs> Maybe we should play we around like here. You yeah. know, <laughs> tomorrow we have uh, spread the love and play at the delight, and uh, yes, we're bringing yes. out the game. So maybe I'll bring the the headbands out. But it's definitely one of those moments that I love sharing with other people and being in the moment. But traditional meditation is pretty pretty good too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. It's just people people think that it had, can only be that way, and there's so many different ways that you can spend time with yourself and your own mind. Right, and when it's you think important. it has to be a certain way, then you don't do it. Right. You know, you put all this undue pressure on yourself when if you just let go and surrender, and, you know, it's so important not to make it look like a certain way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although I think sometimes a certain way of doing it is powerful, too. Well, some people need help to that. start it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but consistency, having yeah. something that's done the same way every day is something that's powerful, even when you don't want to do it. I get into those moments as well. I don't want to, so I won't. And sometimes you feel like you're good, like life is good. Why am I meditating on a good day? Anyone? Well, why wouldn't you want to focus on the good things that are going on? Right, makes you happy. Sure. You think about the good things, makes you happy. Someone or it can be said, a session of gratitude as well. Exactly. Someone said this, though. A friend of mine who's a dentist, uh, Veronica, she said, don't you brush your teeth on the clean days, too? <laughs> My good point. There's a fabulous book by uh, David Hawkins called Letting Go of the Path of Surrender. And one of the things he says is that when we're in distress, we tend to want to go to meditation. When we, you know, That usually tends to push us on our spiritual path. But he said this act of surrender is something we should do even when we're feeling really good. Because he said there's stuff buried in our subconscious that if we continue to surrender even when we're feeling good, that you actually are able to have breakthroughs and quantum leaps come through you because you're cleansing out things that we aren't always conscious of. I had stuff, never thought of it like yeah, that. So that you is keep surrendering so powerful. Even when you're feeling great because there's deeper stuff that you'll open up to that will bring brilliant ideas and inspiration and creativity and lead you to greater success because we tend to stop just when the initial pain or frustration uh, or discontent stops but he said if you just keep going with it you actually can go deeper into your subconscious and release greater wisdom and imagination and creativity than you ever imagined it's so true because you can think about it people like when they get pain in their neck or their back or whatever they'll start stretching and then when that pain's gone they're like no more stretching today Right, so that is so. That is so yeah, true. So yeah. When you feel good, keep going. Keep mm-hmm. releasing. When you've lost the weight, you start eating the stuff again, right. and then gain it right back. Yeah. Staying on track, even when you're good. Exactly. Hmm. Some food for thought there. So, what else is happening, Reverend? Any other topics that you want to cover today? Yeah, you know, this weekend we're starting something called Game On, and it is a 30-day challenge. What? Uh, to inspire yourself to live a better life. And to live a better life, you need a strong foundation. So we've got a 30-day challenge of physical fitness, 
mental fitness, emotional fitness, and spiritual fitness. So for the 30 days, everyone has got to do 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of affirmations or reading inspirational stuff to feed your mind. Do you know the average American reads one book a year? And the most successful people read one book a week. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that people are more successful when they read more is because reading new stuff creates new ideas and new ways of thinking. When we don't read a lot, we actually tend to think and get stuck in the same old mind pattern that keeps us stuck in getting the same results. People who read a lot are exposed to different ideas, different perspectives, uh, different ideals, different ways to go about things, and it actually opens their mind to, to, to live more fully. So it's feeding your uh, mind, uh, whether it's affirmations or inspirational reading for 10 minutes. And then there's emotional fitness, which is about the releasing, forgiving, letting go of resentments. And so that becomes the foundation, the spiritual, mental, emotional uh, fitness, and then to launch into some greater intention. Because if you want your life to get better, you've got to have a good foundation. You've got to be strong in those areas. And then whatever it is your intention is to create, whether it's to be more joyful or spontaneous or to finish writing that book or to uh, open yourself to a more intimate and fulfilling relationship, then you're more likely to succeed when you have that foundation. So you got to get the game on, and that's what we're I like we're that. Doing. So that's like starting Sunday? Yeah. yeah, starting Sunday. It actually begins Thursday because Thursday is June the 1st. But, yeah, uh, so each of the four uh, weeks they're going to get a lesson on each. But they have to start doing the practices right off the bat. And we got T-shirts for everybody. And so oh, the children fun. are doing yeah. it. I mean, everybody in the ministry, and we're – we're about 1,200 people plus the kids. So there'll be like 1,400 of us just doing this uh, all together for the next And I like uh, having weeks. the kids involved because when you start when you're young, get building that foundation, then you don't have to retrain yourself when you're older. I right. like that. Yeah, I mean, we teach our kids to, to, to meditate and quiet their mind. We teach them to do affirmations. And so to get that stuff, I mean, I didn't find it till I was in my mid-30s after my life fell apart. And so for these guys to be getting it, you know, at six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, what a fabulous foundation they're building uh, for the kind of great lives and great individuals they're going to be. They're going to have an impact on this community and our world with that kind of feeling. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm reminded of um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Yep. And uh, he talks about reading consistently 30 minutes a day. Correct. And right. I took yep. that challenge on, um, and I got through books. It was amazing what 30 minutes, no more, no less, and it was really powerful. The compound effect? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, I'm going to get that. That's it's fantastic. Good. Actually, he has another, um, I get audiobooks now because I really struggle with sitting and reading. So I, when I'm cooking, because I cook a lot, I put the audiobook on. And my staff really, at first they were resistant to it, but now they really like that they have some, great <laughs> some yeah. stuff going on. Are the books novels or are they personal development? They're personal development okay. um, things, yeah. Wow, They're fantastic, cool. really yes. Cool. You know, I, I don't believe in coincidence. You know, the universe always supports for every reason. And so it's interesting, Reverend, that you would be on today because I'm actually coaching a um, 90-day program. And everybody who I'm coaching has set goals around what we call the peace of mind square. So it's physical, spiritual, emotional, and um, we call it mental, you know, mental wealth liberty, you know, so an emotional goal. And so... Um, I am just excited that, you know, especially with the children, because I, I find that they surrender, you know, so much easier. There's a lot less resistance and um, and that they have a lot to teach us as adults as well, too, how willing and quickly they are able to um, implement this in their own lives. It's true. They say that kids can learn foreign languages 35 times faster than adults can. 
because they're more open. And and also I teach um, at a new leaf uh, healthy cooking on a budget. And at first everybody was like, well, do you sure you want to have the kids involved? I'm like, sure. I want to teach them good healthy habits and what organic food means to them and this, that, and the other thing before they become adults and they're in a situation where they, they, they have no choice but to go on some doctor prescribed thing. Well, and the habits at that point as an adult are so ingrained, you know, so you can easily start to switch things over to create a better habit at a younger age versus, you know, waiting until my age and then having to reverse all those years of what we learned. And it's fun to see those children eat things that they've never even heard about. We like, even do Try It Tuesdays, right? Oh, I take them food. so fun. Yep, yep. And they love it. They just love salmon now, like fish. Even the kids are like, fish. And then they're just eating it up. Can like, I have is there another more? taco? Yeah. <laughs> I it's love so that. Fun. Try It Tuesdays? Yep, I do Try It Tuesdays and Eco Thursdays. Wow, that's really cool. I teach somebody to do something easy. Well, there's something fun about making your own food. Like these kids are just like amazed by it and they're like, oh, I have to have it. It's really fun to see it. And they're eating healthy, whole organic. At least once a month, I can guarantee it. Definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we get back, let's talk a little bit more about um, one of the topics you covered, um, Reverend Richard. We, uh, you did um, uncertainty and desire. It was an older YouTube, and I loved it. So maybe we can cover a little bit about that and how what we would desire, and sometimes it's things that we don't even know we desire and how to get to that. We'll be right back after the break. When it comes to finding the home of your dreams with VIP experience, Sheila Gerardo is ready to move. As a qualified member of the Luxury Home Tour of Arizona, elite member of the Pro Athlete and Business Network, and your local MD Preferred Affiliate Professional, Sheila Gerardo is the Athlete and VIP Relocation Specialist in Arizona. Sheila's combined experience in real estate, real estate investment, and luxury property assures you a smooth transition to your new life. Whether you are buying or selling a home, experience is proven commitment. Sheila Gerardo, your Athlete and VIP Relocation Specialist has to offer. Sheila Gerardo, Realty Executives Phoenix www.sheilagerardo.com or call her at 415-578-8427. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. In a process called live graphic recording, Frame the Message, Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message, Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. 
Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA-approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless. No downtime. And you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Brian Wood. Back. So we actually are playing the music a little bit longer today. Um, so we're with um, Reverend Richard Mirage, and we were talking about desire. And um, a, a, actually, it's a YouTube um, video you have that I was listening to and I was really fascinated by uh, one of the things that said was the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer but it really wasn't the saying it was how I interpreted it. I don't even know if you remember that piece but it's actually really powerful because I think it was more of the thoughts that you have so if you think more of lack you're going to create more lack if you create or if you think more of abundance that's right. what you get so it does look like the rich get richer right. and the poor get poorer. Well, it's actually from a parable called the parable of the talents where um, this master goes away and leaves uh, his three servants. One gets uh, five talents, one gets uh, three talents, and one gets one. And then he comes back a month or so later, and the one that got five turned it into ten, and he said, well done, you can have even more. The one turned from three turned it to six. He says, well done, you can have more. The one who had the one got scared and buried it and just didn't parlay it into anything. And he got thrown into jail. And it ends with the line that says, to he who has, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But to he who has not, even that which they have will be taken away. And it can sound superficially like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But what they're talking about is a consciousness. That when you have a consciousness of abundance, you will tend to attract more. And when you have a consciousness of lack, you will tend to, to lose even what you have. Because when you hold on to something and you're afraid to lose it, that energy of fear of losing will attract more losing. And so it's really about the consciousness that we have in life. You know, it's even when somebody wins a lottery, studies show that their mindset is a fear of losing it all. And even though you have a lot, your consciousness will always direct the result. The most successful people I know have been bankrupt a number of times. So they can have no no money, but a mindset that believes in success, and they will always go further. Because consciousness always rules. It, you could drop someone in the most ideal situation, but if they have a, a, a mindset of fear and lack, they'll, they'll lose stuff. You drop someone uh, with a great consciousness into a situation that doesn't have a lot, they will make opportunities. They will find opportunities. They will create uh, new opportunities. So. And so, it's not always with money. It's it's also health, health relationships. relationships. I mean, I know people who say, say uh, you know, I always get hurt in relationships. Things never work out. I always pick the wrong kind of guy. I always pick the wrong kind of woman. Well, 
if when that the mindset before it even inside. starts. Yeah, seek. Look yeah. at yourself in the mirror first. Yeah. And, and so we tend to attract and create that. That YouTube you were talking about, I just remembered it now. It's was it was about balancing uncertainty and desire. And one of the things in our culture we don't like uncertainty. We get we we want to know. We're a little bit of a control freak. Like we not we want to make sure not you. <laughs> we want to know every single step before we start something. Uncertainty freaks us out. The mm-hmm. unknown. It's like we think that the unknown is necessarily bad. Well, but isn't unknown, everything unknown? Right. But everything is unknown. But, but and it, we think it it is necessarily bad. But the truth is, the unknown can be just as good. In fact, more than likely. Yeah, that's probably why people are resistant good. to change, right? Yeah. And right. so. So the fact is, sometimes we get we have to just get comfortable with not knowing. You mentioned Einstein also in that clip where he has a bigger value on imagination right. versus the knowledge. Yeah, he says that imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Because knowledge, as much as there is in the world, is it, it, it's static. I mean, it, it's just how much there is. But imagination represents all that could be. Mm-hmm. Which is much much bigger, almost infinite, and so that so that the unknown actually is richer in possibilities than the known, and so that is so, so true. So we really shouldn't be as scared about uncertainty. We actually should get kind of excited because it represents the field of unlimited possibilities, the unlimited possibilities, and and so yeah. So it, it it's we need to ask ourselves: Can I be okay with not knowing? You know, and so. You know, we lose our job, we start freaking out instead of saying, okay, what's open and what's possible? And a lot of times people that are thrown in to change, they find that they're better for it, that they had to have somebody else be the the catalyst to push them into that change. And then later they're like, at first they're very freaked out, like you mentioned, and then later they're like, I'm so happy that that happened to me. It was the best thing that ever could have happened. Because sometimes challenges cause us to think a little deeper to explore different ways, different ideas, different things we can be doing. Versus being stuck in that rut kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. so as when we're comfortable, we don't think as creatively. Just like when we talked about when things are going well, we stop meditating, we stop doing stuff. And so sometimes the universe, you know, gives us a little smack in the head to say, hey, wake up. You know, because we, we can kind of go unconscious and get, you know, into a more mechanical way of living. Where sometimes when you get a, a challenging situation, it causes you to, to look at yourself, to look at life and and look at different ways that we can be can, can be living it. I don't think it needs to be that way, but I think human beings, by the very nature of how we are, you know, sometimes when we get comfortable, we don't push ourselves. And sometimes our, we attract these challenges in our lives because our soul wants us to expand and awaken more. Agree, and that's why so many people, when you're in, in relationships, even they get comfortable in that relationship, and then one day they're surprised when somebody asks for a divorce or whatever happened because they were so comfortable that. They didn't continue working on it. Yeah. They think the day they got married was the day they stopped working on it. Right. I have a friend who just recently got married, and we, we made a little joke to stay on your honeymoon forever because right. I think that's really what keeps your, your relationship alive. It's staying in that newness and that constant growth method instead of becoming almost siblings at stay a point. Stay connected, yes, each versus, other. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, so easy. Yeah. It's, such a, it's, it's a little mind shift. That's all. You know, and that whole idea about living consciously it takes a lot of work. I mean, it takes work to be self-aware. It takes work, you know, to acknowledge that we're hurting or that we're scared. It takes work to be present to another human being and pay attention right. to what their needs are. So, you know, I think human beings kind of have like a little cycle. They, you know, they, they, they do well for a while. Then we kind of get a little comfortable and then something wakes us up. And, and so I really, 
I haven't met too many that stay conscious all the time. And uh, it would be lovely, but at least paying attention to the signals when life is giving us some uh, feedback that we could do things a little better. But that's be with everything, aware. right? I mean, I was teaching last week uh, to a group of Be Well people that, you know, being uh, eating healthy is not necessarily the same for everybody. Right, some people get their blood sugar spiked for different foods, and it may not be sugar. It could be having sushi, but you have to really kind of pay attention to how your body reacts to the food that you eat to determine whether or not it's good for you or bad for you. That's really good, right? And that level of self awareness of paying attention to your body, to your feelings, to what's going on with you is really, really important. I think it starts with you, right? right. Any relationship or with uh, anybody else starts with you. Right. The relationship you have with yourself before you can be good to anybody else. Right. I think, yeah, the, the more we are aware of ourselves, and like you say, I have a great relationship with us, the more likely we'd have a better relationship with others. Right. I think that's when accountability comes into place, too, like having people around you that are actually on the same path or on some sort of path that not only inspires you but keeps you at your top game. I know, Julie, you've mentioned working with people and kind of keeping them to a point that not only are they accountable, but you're keeping yourself accountable. Like, I love the fact that you're doing the game on with your people. Like, it's it's something that... You mentioned to me not only is it something that they're up to something, but you're up to something. You actually well, already I've, reached your goal, right? If not well, absolutely. One. So it's you know like I'm a big believer in how you do one thing is how it shows up in every aspect of your life. And so working with individuals and having them focus in on what's important to them and their goals, like you said, keeps me accountable as well. And, like, I know that when I step up my game in one aspect of my life, all of a sudden everything else starts falling into place and, and stepping up. And and we're all mirrors for each other because you're not able to see in somebody else what's not already present in yourself. Right. So when you have, you know, you have these conversations or I, I just love talking to people who are involved in, you know, personal growth and personal development and who are taking who are taking themselves on in a big way because the conversations are deeper and you're able to have what as I call real conversations not just talking about well how's the weather that I mean really rather than saying everything is fine really being able to know that you're able to have that conversation with someone and say okay no it's really not fine this is what's going on and getting some feedback from that person in order to be able to support you in looking at different ways to make a decision. Because a lot of times I think, too, you know, people run the whole idea of Lone Ranger or Lone Wolf, mm -hmm. where they think they have to figure out everything on their own. And the universe provides us with a ton of people in our life that there's infinite, infinite possibilities of how you can find a solution for a problem. Yet so many times we just want to look at it one way. And when we open ourselves up, to all the possibilities, then you don't know what the universe will provide you. Exactly. Diversity is so important because if I think one way all the time, then how am I ever going to think any other way? And it's a little risky, too, because I know we were talking about some of your uh, clients and not so much about them, but more of like some of the games that they're up to. And I know the relationship came up and it was like, well, I want to play that game. But then I'm like, wait, that puts myself at risk. Do I really want to put that out there to you because I know you'll keep me accountable? And then I've got to look at you and say, um, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. But it's, absolutely. It's we already talked things. about it this morning. You know, I mean, it's, you know, and that's the idea of sometimes just having somebody in your corner who has your back. 
because I mean things can be scary it's like you know becoming a little bit more comfortable with risk that's what I like to because there are no like I love what you were saying Reverend in regards to you know it's the unknown and we all have these fears about the unknown yet it's the unknown that can provide us some of the greatest achievements and the greatest successes when you just become a little bit more comfortable with taking that risk with taking that step you know we're not gonna we will be paralyzed we will be absolutely paralyzed if we just sit there and wait for everything to like to know everything because you're never going to know anything and you won't have the life that you want if you're not willing to go after what it is that you want totally agree but i also think that people are stuck in they think that they have to have or maybe they don't ask their friends for those opinions or information because maybe they're negative or they've had bad responses from them before. And I found even in my own life that they're, you know, family is probably the ones that they worry the most about you. They don't want to see you get hurt. So they say, no, don't do that. No, don't do, don't do this better because then you're not taking a chance like that. Because they really don't want to see you get hurt, but they're, they're kind of um, stopping you from moving forward. So I think it's important that you have those key you know, people in your life, depending on what that topic is, that you can go to for those items. I, I have a friend that calls them the front row, right? And, he, and you don't have to tell everybody, the dog, cat, and sister, everything that's going on. You can go to those key people to get that diversity of information and their opinions from it. I, I don't think that you have to tell everybody, but I think that it's important that you know who those people are in your life that are going to help you propel you forward, hold you accountable, help you change, want to see the best for you, want to see your dreams come true. I think that's really important. And there's going to be a little bit of a, a pain, you know, pers- you know, session of it. I mean, I started, I did a little workout and now I'm sore. I mean, it's, it's almost like that same thing. Without that soreness, do I know I've even accomplished anything? Yep. And I think both sides of this coin is work. Like work doing it and work not doing it. Because then you have to figure out how you're going to live without making money. That's going to be some sort of dilemma. But I think the other side of working and being aware and really keeping those people accountable around you is just the most powerful thing you can do. I agree. And I, I go to people that don't tell me what I want to hear. I'm one of them. I know you are. <laughs> That's Not why always. I'm here. And yeah. I have a lot of people. That I would go to people that don't tell me what I want to hear because if they tell me what I want to hear, then I'm thinking the same way. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes on that is by Thomas Merton, and he said, uh, you have to do it for yourself, and you can't do it alone. Mm. And so we, we have to do our own work ourselves, but we can't do it alone as well because we also need people in our lives to support us. And I think I always need a range of individuals, ones who will challenge you and call you, and one tool, comfort and and uh, and encourage. You know, one of my favorite things. I remember when I was a kid. I my first concert I went to was Stevie Wonder. Um, Songs in the Key of Life. Anyway, that year he won a bunch of Grammys, and he said something that I really, really appreciated in one of his acceptance speeches. And I'll spare you doing my Stevie Wonder impression, but he basically said this. He said, "I'd like to thank all the people who have supported me and believed in me, and for all the things that have gone so smoothly in my life." But I also want to thank all the people who didn't believe me, who didn't think I could do it, and discouraged me, and for all the things that didn't go so well in my life, because they've all helped make me who I am today. And so whether, whether it's relationships or situations, the ones that don't go as well actually teach us as much and sometimes maybe more than the ones that do go well. And it's the balance of the two and having those that really help shape us into, into who we are. 
I think that kind of falls into the people come into your life for a reason, the season or forever, right? Right. And so if they come in for a reason to teach you something or whatever, or to challenge you in some area or a season to get you through a portion of thing, or the people that are there to support you and believe in you and pick you up when you fall on your knees are the people that are in your life forever. Right. I like that. Yeah. And sometimes we think that somebody in our life, like whether it's a relationship or whatever, an intimate relation, whatever, that doesn't last long, we think it's necessarily bad and it's not. It was just supposed to be there for that moment to teach you. I mean, I've had people come in my lives, you know, for an hour that made a difference and still have an impact today. You know, I've had people that have been around for a long time that, you know, that maybe have not had or not allowed it. I mean, and people who've been around for a long time who've had great impact. So, it, you know, I think they're all special and unique and, and not better or worse because they all help make us who we are. You made a huge impact one Sunday. You, you shared the story of um, the car accident and the gentleman that actually stopped and spoke to you and the difference right. he made in your life. And yeah. it was such a beautiful, um, like I could see that moment for right. you and, and how you never saw that person again, yeah. but he changed your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there I was laying on the side of the road bleeding um, in, you know, when they're out in the country. I mean, they were only farm stuff. So there wasn't anything around I was waiting for an ambulance to come and this stranger stopped his car and comforted me for 15 minutes. Don't know what his name is. Don't know anything about it. And him. you were Never, a young man. I was, I was just graduated from high school the day before. Wow. So I was young and it was a traumatic time. And there I was feeling scared and bleeding and in pain. And this guy, you know, came over and, you know, held my hand and waited till the ambulance came. And it was one of the most profound experiences and painful at the same time. And I don't know him. I've never gotten to meet him again. Don't know anything about him. Yet I'll never forget him. You know, here we are 30 years, 40 years later, and it still warms my heart, and I'm touched by his kindness towards me. I mean, I think Spirit sends angels to us, and sometimes we don't even know their name. And yet they will maybe give us an encouraging word or hold our hand or smile or do something that will change us and help us in that moment more than anything else. So it, it, it's really amazing. I mean, and we are, we need, we are here for each other, yeah. you know, and that's the only way life can work is if we are, we realize we're one and we're here to help and support one another. Such a great reminder to make a difference any chance you can. Right. You know, there's, there's only moments right. and, you know, if you can do, say, act in some way to make a difference, do it. Don't hold back. Yeah. And sometimes we think it's got to be big, like we got to find the cure for cancer or do something I mean, we get world overly, hunger yeah, yeah. and the, the truth is just reaching out and caring and seeing how someone is at the time and asking him you know how can i support you or is there anything i can do or, or anything simple it, we Absolutely. underestimate Even just a smile yeah you know i mean you just don't know what a smile how long you know how far it can go for someone so it is or saying hi or acknowledging people making eye contact exactly i i think that so many times people don't think that they're valuable or that they don't see their value until somebody else sees it in them. And, they, and you're right. It can be something very, very small that makes a huge impact. I mean, a little thing that I try to do, I try to remember people's names because to me nothing says I care about you than wanting to remember someone's name. And nothing sweeter to someone's ears than the sound of their own name. Now, of course, as I'm getting older, it's a little harder to remember those names. But I, <laughs> I work at it because I think it's a small, simple way to say I care. That you matter, you're important to me. That I that I'll remember your name. And most human beings will say, "I'm not good at remembering names." And the truth is, actually, we're not good at actually listening. Is that we didn't hear it in the first place because we were already thinking, even while we were shaking hands. 
And um, so That's I'm like, looking forward to remembering everybody's name here afterwards to see if it's worked. <laughs> but, but it's something as simple as that. As, as you mentioned, it could be a smile. It could be a, a little gesture of, of kindness or compassion. That's the most beautiful way to actually get back into a good mood, too. Like, if you're in a bad mood, go do something for someone else. And it's just a great way. Like, I've had moments that I didn't want to go down to a new leaf and help. But the moment I get there and see these faces that didn't have this opportunity before is the moment I just forget about everything. So true. And just be in that. And then leave just so energized. I think as humans, we try really hard to figure out what we're going to get. Yeah. Versus if we started with what can we give, I think that it comes back. Even if it's just gratitude, right? If it's just gratitude, it comes back tenfold. At least that's my experience. If I'm I'm out to do something and I want, what am I going to get for this? Then I find I'm I'm wanting in the end. But if I go out and say, how can I help somebody? I feel so much better about it. I'm a huge fan of um, comic movies and the good and the bad and the the villain. And I and I always find it really interesting how the villain is a part of creating that hero to be its great, mm-hmm. you know, its greatest self. And I always joke because we forget to thank them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this adversity that really propels us and sharpens our minds to be our best self. Yeah, I mean, I bet every one of us has probably had some difficult person who pressed our <laughs> buttons, you one? know, who, who <laughs> challenged us, um, who maybe we didn't even like at all. And I bet if we really looked that they taught us something in some way, maybe it was to set a boundary. Maybe it was to learn how to say no. Maybe some of their feedback was actually true that caused us to actually do a little more introspection yeah. than we would have if everyone had just given us a attaboy. But the one who challenges sometimes makes us think a little deeper. It and is, and it's not always easy to say the hard things. I mean, that's really what I look at as a true friend or a person that truly cares about you is that when you're willing to take that risk and... Um, as I say, to be respected versus liked. Because anybody at that moment, um, you know, we and you talked about it, we all have our circle of people that we surround ourselves with that, that bring us up. However, it's in our adversity and our challenges and, you know, saying the hard things sometimes and hearing the hard things that help us to grow the most. There's a lot of opportunity out there that we can actually practice that. And I think that's the awareness it's that practice that constant staying within and it's not always easy is there ever a moment or are there people in your life that you can think of that you can always reach out and say okay i lost my place or um and i'm always fascinated by this because i think that some of the people i look up to which is a lot of people in this room i'm like do you ever have moments like is it like does it get easier or does it get even harder and you just have to find better ways of getting out of it yeah, and I think it's a it's a mindset. It's a shift. I mean, I have my moments, um, you know, where I can be down in the dumps. However, it's like knowing who I can go to talk to, and I have, you know, a, a lot of those people. Like any, like I have that circle of influence of knowing the fact that the people I need to talk to at that moment that I can reach out to them and whatever their expertise is. And, and I also realize that everything is a moment-by-moment choice. So I have, at, at, any given, at any given time, I can say, okay, well, this is how I choose to be or this is how I choose to operate. And I'll allow myself that time sometimes, whether it's a good cry or whether it's 
a good vent or whatever I need to do to be in that moment, I just don't stay in that moment very long. It's a choice. It's a conscious choice that I make. It's like, okay, you know, pity party done. Let's, you know, let's move on and let's, you know, what did I learn from this? Do you set the timer for the pity party? (laughs) It's never more. It's never more than 24 hours. However, I would say that it's pretty quick. Because you will not ever rarely see me in a bad mood. I've never seen you in a bad mood. No. I just, because it's a, it's like I said, it's a choice. I, I love my life and I love what I have to offer and I, and I love interactions with people. I just love people in general. So it's like, and, and sometimes recognizing that something that may set me off is something that they're dealing with, you know, so it's only like my reaction to their program and vice versa. So something, we were both at that spot, and um, I just always choose to be, you know, continuing to improve at a higher vibration. Right. So. I mean, I think everybody has moments, and I think everyone should have moments. Life is an emotional, challenging situation. And I think, you know, one of my challenges with uh, positive thinking and, and the spiritual world is that sometimes we don't want to acknowledge our hurt and pain, and the truth is we need to feel it and we need to release it to be healed from it. And so trying to bury pain with affirmations is really not a healthy thing. It's been proven psychologically. And I think it's important to have safe spaces where we can release, where we can vent. I've had the same prayer partner for 20 years. She knows me very, very well. We can, you know, turn the air blue with whatever kind of things. And it is a cleansing and a releasing. Um, And there's a difference between feeling something and processing it and being in denial about it or being stuck in it. And there's a difference. Um, Meister Eckhart says, um, and not, no, Eckhart Tolle mm-hmm. says that everybody has a pain body. And that is a bunch of unresolved hurts that we didn't let ourselves feel. We did, we denied. I mean, I'm sure every one of us has been hurt and someone said, you, are, are you okay? And yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. And you weren't. Not and, me. And there's unprocessed <laughs> stuff that needs to be felt, that needs to be released. And so there's a difference between feeling, processing, and releasing, and denying and 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 dwelling on it and staying stuck stuck in it. Because it will come out. Yeah. If you bury it, it will come out. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite lines in the Lord's Prayer it says, that, yeah, "I mean, what did it say? I walk. Should I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? It doesn't say I, I should pitch a tent and camp out there for a while. Mm-hmm. It's, you got to walk through it. You Keep gotta, going. You got to walk through grief. You got to walk through anger and sadness. I mean." There are human, I mean, in, in a scripture, the shortest verse is Jesus wept. Yeah. Again, why would Jesus weep? Well, because someone died and we're as humans, it's important to, to grieve and, and feel those. And so, and, and so whether, you know, we say 24 hours or whatever it is, it, it is a matter of processing it and, and, then, and then moving on. But you can't pretend it didn't. And, that, and sometimes we, people think that's being positive. You know, like you're hurt. You say, no, no, I'm good. I'm, it's... It's really not a very no, healthy no. thing. No, no, I'm here to tell you that it does come out. Yeah. I mean, I remember when my mom passed away. I was there and strong for everybody. And it was six months later, I was driving down the road, and I just started to cry, uncontrollably just cry. Police officer stopped by and says, can I help you? I'm like, I don't think so, but I just need to stand here and cry. That's all I need to do. And the thing is uh, that, that we have this spirit and power in us that can know ultimately I'm going to be okay, but right now I'm hurting. And it's okay. I, I can accept that and give myself full permission to have a good cry or just have a down day. But my higher self knows this is going to be okay, that this too shall pass. 
In fact, I'll even get better from this. But right at this moment, I need to feel it so I can get so I can get there. And that's the great gift of the power of our mind and spirit that we have. We can be here, but no, eventually it's going to get better. And we don't cheat ourselves out of being present uh, to the pain and processing and feeling what we need to feel. And so I write two journals every night. One is a gratitude journal where something good happened. And some days, the only thing that woke up, that, that was good that day is I woke up, I survived the day, and I went to bed. Right? I was on the north side of the dirt. And other days, other days I have like a whole pages I can write. But I keep that gratitude journal specifically for the days that I have. I feel like it's dark or I've not had many things go right. That I can go back and read through it about the things that I have that are, are perfect in my life or wonderful or will propel me forward. And that really helps me get out of my, my doldrums or, or um, pity party or, or whatever. It really does help me know that, you know, today may have been bad, but I've had 100 days that were great. And that's a great idea because I have found, too, that people will go into beat-up mode and always look at the negative or what's not working versus celebrating their wins. So being able to access a journal again and being able to, you know, mm-hmm. see what is going right in your life, you know, um, and not being so focused in on, you know, the negative. Oh, because we're always going to have poopy people in our life. It is what it is. <laughs> That's right. That's why they're called poopy people. Uh-huh. I think the two things that I find relief is, um, I, well, I love the arts, but um, music and movies will automatically just mm. get me back on track. Like right. if there's ever a bad moment, I will go to the movies by myself and I just leave happier. Or I'll just blast music that I know just gets me in a mood that's just like there's nothing that can get in the way. Right. And the one thing that I'm really grateful for is that every moment is just a moment. So good or bad, it's not going to last. Right. So you just might as well just write it out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definite roller coaster. Ups and downs. My mom always used to say, life was not made with roses that didn't have thorns. Mm. Me, I, the analogy I always like to use, and it's always, uh, is about, um, they say that having a baby, it's the miracle of life. And, and my question is, when you look at the process, it includes morning sickness, and it, backache and stretching. And I mean, there's a whole, so when is the miracle? Is it, it just when the baby pops out or is it the entire process? And to me, life is a miracle just as much as when you're on that mountaintop with your hands raised in the air as when you are curled up in the fetal position crying, thinking, I don't ever want to get out of bed. Life's always a miracle. And there are different phases and aspects and feelings and emotions that, that make it such a rich experience. Because if it was only good and if there were only sunny days, you know, we would lose the essence of some, some other aspects. If it only ever rained, we'd lose some stuff. But life, it, you know, it's a tapestry. And just like, and it's a miracle all the time. And to me, it's about um, being engaged in whatever's going on. And if, if you're grieving now, go through that process. You know, and, and, and if you're learning something, learn. If you're in, in, engaged with someone in a relationship, be present to it. And to me, that's, that's the miracle part, is to stay present to all of it, because it's all a miracle. Such a great way to see it. True. Mm. All right, so a little bit of business before we end the show in a few minutes. Um, you know, that stuff that makes money. But we have a couple of... Uh, events coming up that I wanted to mention and one of the special ones we have is actually about LinkedIn and I know we had started a little conversation about social media and being conscious and 
um, living on the social media avenue, which is such a, a huge thing right now. I mean, I think a lot of people fought it for a little while, but it's it's pretty much um, my only source of entertainment these days. Um, <laughs> but LinkedIn is actually a little bit more of the, the more serious one. And there's a workshop coming out on June 5th called The Art of the Lead. So it's really on how to really engage with people and finding people that are, you know, perfect for your brand and getting to know them. Um, we also have a professional photographer, Everardo Kimi, who's actually going to be available on site to take headshots. And we also have um, a great individual, Eric Johnson, who's actually leading this course. And it's uh, a workshop on really leading with tools that actually will give you leads of success. And um, before we end, is there anything that we want to just mention or any upcoming events? I know Julie has a couple that are coming up. Anyone that you want to mention? Well, I have um, an event tonight um, in regards to wellness at um, Uncorked, and that starts at 6 o'clock. And um, I'm, you know, I mean... If there's a link on Facebook, feel free to friend me because I always have something interesting and exciting going on. And I am all about um, meeting new people and love to create relationships. So, And I can vow that she really does mean that. It's, it's an amazing friendship to have with you. Thank you. And then Game On starting on Sunday, yes? This Sunday, Unity X Spiritual Center. Yeah. 30-day wow. challenge. I like it. So what happens after the 30 days? Do we get lost in the dust or what? Well, then hopefully you'll just take it on as a way of life. Oh. They say it takes 25 to 27 days to, to create new habits. I so it was three months. I keep getting different. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 30 days. It's about, yes. All right. I had a three right. How about you? <laughs> Anything up with uh, witnessing nature and everything? Oh, we are going to be partnering with Joe Malone Fragrance Company, Essential Oil Fragrance Company. We are doing food and fragrance pairings at Bite Night. That um, was June pretty interesting 3rd. when you told me about that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Bite yep. Night, try it Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We're doing Bite Night, so it's a it's a it's a fundraiser for ALS. And then on June fifth is my next teaching class at True Garden. What's um, the topic? Gonna, on the topic that one? is healthy exchanges, and I'm going to show people how to make uh, flavors and color with food as opposed to using artificial flavor or color. And then I remember um, you did that for um, Easter time too. I did, yes. That I taught really people fun. how to make colored eggs, yes, the healthy way. Yep, and I did a little bit of it for St. Patrick's Day on how to mm. make uh, green coolip, cool whip, um, avocado, avocado, mint, brilliant, absolutely. And then I think the the next public thing I have is the Green Living Launch Party on June fifteenth. You can see all of those on my website. Uh, you can go to witnessingnature.net and you can see all of the public events we've got there. Perfect. So this podcast will actually be showing up on. Marketing Money Mindset group page is coming up soon, and we'll share it with the communities out there. And I'm really grateful for having all of you here. You definitely made an impact on my life today. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, Thank you. Um, you're always welcome back. I know Julie may be coming back another time. We'll be talking about that later. And just have a great day and do something good for someone. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? <gasps> Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, 
meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. 